Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex. Terry's here too. This time we're here to talk about the final of the three 60th anniversary specials, The Giggle, written by Russell T. Davies, directed by Chanya Button, aired 12-9, that's not how I say dates. <laughs> Aired December 9th, 2023. Before we get into it, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast segment, Cody's 25-second plot synopsis. On your mark, I get set, I go! Ah, welcome to the creepiest episode of Doctor Who, where we meet the toy maker played by another, by Neil Patrick Harris, and then some guy comes in and he's like, I need your doll. He's like, here's a doll, and then the doll ends up being on TV, and then the doctor's like, why is everybody laughing? And it turns out it's because the doll is behind every single screen. It was the toy maker all along, and the toy maker just wants to play with everybody. The toy maker's super powerful. The doctor's like, nah, but he's gotta play a game. If he loses the game, then we win, and then... Time! Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, covered. They covered all the bases. <laughs> Took ten seconds to get to a man bought a doll, which is the first hey, forty seconds I, of the episode. You know, I just want to be well rounded and have that all fleshed out so everybody understood. We're going for pace here. Mm. <laughs> Quickness. I'm going for pace car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey Cody. Hey Jacob. What do you think of this one? Jake. Is was good. Sam? Spooky tooth. I don't understand baby talk. <laughs> spooky! <laughs> it was spooky, Jake. Jake doesn't know the famous Latin term spooky tooth dominus. All right, end of discussion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just a new flavor of Dorito. Ooh. <laughs> Have you tried the new Coca-Cola Spooky Toos? <laughs> hey, Jill, what'd you think? I don't know, Jake. <laughs> How long ago did you watch it? Two hours ago. Two and a half hours Sounds about ago. right. I probably felt the same way after two hours. I Right, okay. My immediate reaction was, I really liked that. That was really good. I'm glad I stuck through, like, got to the third episode. Not that I had a choice. Like, half an hour later, I'm like, wait, I don't know. And I'm still there. So we'll see what happens in this podcast. The third episode? What did you watch? No, I mean, like, this is like the third, you know, special oh, okay, or whatever. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. like, the first two were, like... like, did Jill watch a classic? <laughs> <laughs> like, the first two were, like, good enough. And then I was glad to watch this. Yes, you found. So you wanted out. something big and bold here? Yes. Well, we will come back to that. There was some bigness. There was some boldness. Alex, what did you think? Jake. Get a shift on. Uh, it was incredible. I've got some Cabernet. Some Cab Sav <laughs> is a Ooh. 
as a waiter in yes. Ireland once <laughs> laughed at me hysterically for saying. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> you say that? I did that to, to real people <laughs> and never again. Oh no! <laughs> oh man, he thought it was the funniest thing he ever fucking heard. Vacation, he Jake walked by, just different. still laughing. Cabs have jokes on that person. Imagine spending the calories needed to say the whole word. How vehemently un-American! <laughs> if you just say house cab, everyone knows what you mean. If you say cabs have this one man <laughs> in the whole world <laughs> at this fish restaurant in whatever fucking town in Ireland we're in. It's just made his whole day. That's awesome. Go ahead, Alex. But anyway, yeah, this episode was awesome. I I watched I watched it in two parts because I, I rode a bike, like a stationary bike for 30 minutes and watched like the first half and then like a day and a half later I watched the rest and like I really liked it up until so the halfway point for me was when they got reunited into the chairs and then he's like having a face off with them. That was where I stopped. Um, and then when I started, I was like, holy shit, it just got better. Like I thought it was already great. And then it just like went off the rails and was super engaging and awesome. It was great. Great episode. Terry. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, super creepy at times. Uh, wonderful story just to bring you into the toy maker and his mischief and just wanting to play games the whole time. Um, I thought I was a little sad just from like our talk of last last podcast of what you were saying other people were thinking and stuff. So I didn't have like the surprise moment at the end. So I was a little bummed out by that. Um, but I mean, it was still we had awesome that conversation overall. at a restaurant, not on the podcast. <laughs> I thought, well, I heard it somewhere. I was like, what conversation? <laughs> some some of us knew the bi-generation was coming. Yeah. Bi-generates. And some of us knew because Jake ruined it. I It was not I ruined for me. I asked you if you wanted me to tell you what the <laughs> spoiler was. Yes, for yes. being antisocial and never being invited anywhere. <laughs> You're always invited. Yeah, I put it in Discord. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what I what I put in Discord was, we're going to this place if you want to leave your wife and two kids. Yeah, she might want to leave her wife. Quite descriptive. Yes. Co- Cody, the wife. I, I will be right there. Very tantalizing. <laughs> but it was still like, we didn't know for sure. We just kind of knew. Yeah. Still pretty fun. What did you think about it, Jake? <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> I'll edit out the 45 seconds of silence while you guys mustered up that the makes, brain power that for that one. That makes the joke. It's so good. <laughs> well, the joke is that I, it's, I said 45 seconds, but it was only like three. <laughs> um, much like Jill, I wasn't like the biggest fan right after I watched it. I... With any RTD thing, like, I really like all the emotional beats, all the Dr. Donna stuff, the Tenant Shooty stuff, like, all that was great, but I wanted the Toymaker story to be more of a story and not just, like, three scenes that are disparate. I wanted, like, mo- to know more about the Toymaker. I wanted that whole, that part felt a little weak. Yeah, he was a background. It, yeah, yeah, I just, I just wanted more out of that part of it. And clearly, RTD was not interested in that. Um, I've since 
you know, lived with it for five days and watched it a couple more times. And I do like it a lot more. And I do like those scenes. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris is awesome. If you would have asked me right after watching it on Saturday, I would have said like a six. And now I'm probably at like an eight. Like it's going if we were to number things, which we don't do. (laughs) (laughs) But constantly do. No, that's literally (laughs) the only thing I do. (laughs) It's my job here. All right, number three, you go or give me some stuff. Wasn't it so super cool when it turns out that the toy maker is Neil Patrick Harris that nobody knew was gonna be? (laughs) What? What? I think it's a joke. Complete shock. So you're saying the actor Neil Patrick Harris is like in in the 2023 bits, like he's him just (laughs) as the god of destruction or whatever oh yeah that's amazing wait today on is it midwest or is it german i mean isn't it kind of the same where do you think we all fucking came from yeah yeah Yeah. very oh my god it all makes sense okay quick break from the podcast now we're gonna start talking about midwestern construction of the germans that all came over here Ndusen. Oh no, you can't <laughs> say that. We're not fighting here, sir. Ooh, but we do need to make Kugan for Christmas. Ooh. Shut up, everybody. No. <laughs> you, you paid for this, Jake. You sound like a person who doesn't like Kugan, and I will have none of it. It's fine. Just because you're a sad man. Stuff. Neil Patrick Harris is great, and the scene that we all know that I'm about to talk about was great, too. The Spice Girls. Holy shit, spice up your life. (laughs) No, keep going. Spice up your life. That was crazy. Spice up your life. And it went for so long. It reminded me of the Masters uh, uh, Ra Ra Rasputin (laughs) bit. Obviously. (laughs) So good. More of that every every season. Yeah, every I guarantee episode. you, it, it probably is the scene that garnered the most hate from fandom. I, I would wager. No. RTD doubled down. No. He's like, we got this. <laughs> this is the, the only part where the doctor becomes two people is going to be the part that gets the most hate. Okay, that's excellent point. I forgot that happened. That might be a, a real plot. Two people, but one set of clothing. Yeah. Also, one of those people, like, I mean, the shitty fans already knew this, but one of those people being a gay black man, like, they're obviously going to have issues anyway. Oh, well, those people have issues anyway, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, same. <laughs> so, was the doctor wearing two white shirts then? Well, one was, uh, like, an a thermal. And an overshirt. That they you were could both, see. They were both button-ups. Tenet was wearing jammy shirts. Like, that's the that's the old, like... Farmer in that, the winter yeah, there's, jammies. There's an undershirt that just had like three buttons on the collar. As opposed to a full button down shirt. Yeah. Come on, Alex. What? <laughs> Shooty got the socks and shoes, the underpants, the overshirt, and the tie. Tanit got the undershirt, the vest, trousers. He's going commando. And he was barefoot the whole time after that. Yeah, the editing in that scene was pretty bad. The spice up your life. There's so many parts where he's not like in sync with the sound, with the music. Yeah, his mouthing was a little weird. Seems like that would be the easy part to do. <laughs> like just line it up with the music. Um, 
Other than that, it's very everything everywhere all at once, which is cool. And uh, made made the toy maker seem like uh, a real threat. And then he just went outside and sat on a gun. Yeah, he could have Thanos everyone at any moment, right? Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, seemed like it. He's bound by the rules of the game, bro. Yeah, but if he just kills you before you challenge him, easy. He loves the world, though, because of how, like, intense the human race is. That's why he doesn't want to leave. Like, he's going to have so much fun here. That's why he doesn't Thanos everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do love his workshop, though. Like, when it went full TARDIS action and just, like, grew super large and oh yeah, turned into a game of, like, Scooby-Doo, just trying every door possible. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing where were this a two-parter or a classic story, like we get a whole 25 minutes in there and they could have done like a lot of really cool stuff. But because it's an hour and we have a 20-minute epilogue, we have to we really don't have much time at all. And so uh it's, you know, running down the same corridor one one scary thing for each of our two-person team and then we got to go. Mhm. The, oh, I love the I love the puppet show. Oh my god. RTD doll scares and rhyming sequences are totally back. <laughs> uh, that was Moffat that did all of those. Well, <laughs> it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the uh the Stooky Bobbies. Stooky Bobbies. The mother doll is just like the Stooky Bobbies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they miss their They're coming <laughs> for you. Um, all that Stooky Bill stuff is real. It's all part of uh, RTD was investigating or researching something kind of close to that for an idea he had. And then he stumbled across this Stooky Bobby and he was like, oh, yeah, this is creepy. Oh, yeah. as I'm, I'm using this. <laughs> I really thought we were going to see the start of like Magpie or Industries. Stooky Bill. I think I said Stooky Bobby. Like Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Stooky Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's all real. All of our screens, they have a laughing Stooky Bill in them. Yeah. You um, just need uh, Sonic Screwdriver to make him come out. But the original didn't have real hair. Head, mm-hmm. head, right. head fake hair. Yeah. Real hair makes it creepier. Yeah, always. Yeah. I mean, even ask the toy maker, is this real hair? Yeah. She won't be needing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> she she won't miss anything anymore <laughs> oh no the toy maker is such a creep but yeah i i love the puppet show because it's it's illustrating the conclusion we come to at the end that like after donna which was like hard enough for the doctor like everything was the worst <laughs> like all of his companions died the flux happened, like, every, it just, everything is awful. Yeah, but they didn't die. They, their consciences lived, and they were alive in their last heartbeat, and also, you well, know, that's they, okay. they lived out there <laughs> no. the last of their lives. Come on, Alex, get it right. That's, that's the best part, and every YouTube reaction I watched that edited out him going, well, that's all right then. <laughs> like, you lose. If you edited that out, you just clearly don't understand anything. <laughs> the best part of the episode (laughs) because it's so creepy like it's so like 
it's just outside of the accent he's using and it's just like angry and weird and it's just like oh fuck it's like the first time you like recoil from his character the doctor has played some real word games in that one well no they're not dead their soul lives on inside the machine <laughs> all these things accidentally happened that had nothing to do with me <laughs> they they all accidentally lived against my wishes <laughs> oh no <laughs> well that's all right then <laughs> i do love how donna was just like breaking up all of the games that were happening between the doctor and the toy maker though of like the whole juggling thing and he kept throwing a ball to the doctor and he'd catch it but then he'd still have three balls like that scene was super creepy to watch too of just like what the hell is gonna happen and then she just comes in and the whole thing just stops and it's like oh shit donna's here that's right <laughs> Yeah, and how she just fucks up those dolls. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, this is really cool, guys. You're a little doll. I'm a giant person. I'll kill you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that whole scene was just kind of a... Kind of a bit of a grimace, though. Oh, you should see how they made it. <laughs> like, literally three dudes in green suits standing behind her with dolls in their hands. Like, <laughs> just climbing over her body. <laughs> no... Donna, please. Yay. <laughs> so what you're saying is she did her best. I, I love the rhyme. <laughs> She's like, my name's Donna and you're a goner. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, Sounds no. like an Alex rhyme. Hell yeah. Well, it works with her accent. Yeah, but it doesn't work with your accent. <laughs> well, I didn't want to do it and sound like a prick. <laughs> Too late. That's we've, Sam's we've job. We've done that. <laughs> we've been there <laughs> really good at accents where we spend 30 minutes <laughs> debating on if things rhyme on text or if they rhyme in the way they're said donner orange Don and door donner. <laughs> i kind of wish i would have seen the episode where the toy maker goes against the master and wins for having the master in his gold Obviously. tooth like that's that's so cool but once everyone who made this is dead and the big finish can do that, that'll be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I think that the master and toy maker had a regeneration like the doctor had. So the toy maker's gonna come back as the master. Well the as toy maker's the an existing character, but we didn't want it he's a first doctor, a bad guy. We didn't get to see that one because it doesn't exist. It was has been announced since that it's getting animated, so maybe we'll go back, even though from every everything I've heard, not that good. But they did <laughs> but do photo stills, right? Yeah, they did some colorized uh, shots from the episode. We get a little, uh, what's the dude's name who played him? Little Michael Goff as the toy maker. He also was um, Alfred in the Tim Burton Batman movies. This is just everything that everyone wants in a master. <laughs> but also, was he German back then, too? Was he what? German. German. <laughs> uh, no, he was called the Celestial Toymaker, and he very racistly dressed like an Asian person, even though he was a white man. <laughs> oh, no. And I believe it's the only Doctor Who story that has the N-word in it. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Damn. <gasps> Why? Maybe let Why that one it... die. It was lost on purpose. <laughs> Jill, what were you saying before Alex just stepped over you for no reason? I think that it 
it wouldn't be that hard to like now that the doctor has like split or whatever we call that. Oh yeah. By generate. By generation. Well, yeah, it's that... you could kind of wave it off as like it's because of all the shit the toy makers doing that that happened. But we, I, I like. I mean, we get a lot of like big bads teased here, which we know from the previous years that that rtd loves to do that like oh we're gonna say bad wolf in every episode so we get we get my legion are coming we get the master and the gold tooth and a and a fingernail painted hand picking it up we get um the the big boss from the meep in the first episode and then the toy maker met um the one who waits and that was the only one he didn't want to play a game with so we got lots of uh, big bads coming up in Shooty's era. Well, that's all right then. So what no. I want is a master that's also bi-generated into the toy maker as one of the masters. Right. Which could easily happen. It can, but then you're but then you're giving powers to the master that yeah, maybe they shouldn't have. I I think the toy maker is more powerful than any time lord like anyone in the universe he's more powerful than them. yeah he's um he's a celestial he's a celestial he's one of the gods yeah so it it'd be cool if we could like you know maybe in the not too distant future have like a proper like two-parter like really dig into the toy maker have someone who's got the balls to do that that'd be great hashtag make it a two-parter Yes, should have been yes. a two-parter. <laughs> um, is Neil Patrick Harris like interested and willing to do more Doctor Who? Well, he had never heard of Doctor Who before. <gasps> what? But he that can't be he had right. worked with <laughs> he had worked with RTD in It's a Sin, and so basically just agreed to it because uh, he loves RTD. And um, every interview while on the set, which there are a million of in the last week that they put on YouTube. It's just him being like, I am so fucking tired. <laughs> like, they, like, he agreed to this. And then all the producers, everyone's like, oh, you know how to do puppetry. You know how to do <laughs> magic. You can deal cards, like, in a magic way. Oh, you can sing and dance. <laughs> it's like, just, like, making him do all this shit. He has to do, like, five different accents. They did, like, a whole day of running around that helipad catching a ball on mats. And, like, the the poor guy. And then... When he's doing his song and dance number, they're like, oh, we're going to have you dance with one of the characters. Oh, is it going to be Bonnie Langford, who's a renowned song and dance lady of the stage? No, we're going to have you dance with Gemma Redgrave, who can't dance at all. <laughs> so <laughs> have, have fun spending two whole days with her and in a dance studio learning this four-second dance. Yeah, but you have to chuck her on the floor. Sweet yeah. revenge. Isn't all of the things you name, though, just like what Neil Patrick Harris does? Yeah, that's like him regularly. Why, why? But he, but like to make to agree to something and then be like, oh, I'm gonna have to do everything all the time. Like you know, one thing here, one thing there. But like, you know, it was just a very tiring couple of weeks. Well, if Neil Patrick Harris wants to be the star, he needs to put in the work. <laughs> he does not. Uh, <laughs> so to answer your question, no, I don't think uh, he's gonna come back. <laughs> But he he is friends with RTD, so we'll see how long RTD's around. Did yeah. he, like, fall off the building? What happened at the end? 
He folded he, up. He folded into a box. Oh, that's right. That is encased in salt. Yeah. Speaking of Bonnie Langford, we got uh, Mel is back. We knew she was coming. She was in promotional materials. We saw her briefly in Jody's last episode in like that uh, that like AA meeting group that they did at the end. All the past companions. You guys haven't seen her. She was a sixth and seventh Doctor companion in the eighties. So you'll you'll meet her again one day. I was definitely just playing along, going, "Yep, yep, yep, she's back." Knew oh, her. My guy was so glad. surprised when they had her. I was glad like, "That we did it." Oh my gosh, it's Mel. <laughs> So there there hasn't been a lot of t- chatter about it lately, but around the time they were making this, it was pretty pretty clear that there's going to be a unit spin-off show. And based on that set that they built, it seems pretty apparent that this was kind of like a backdoor pilot into starting a unit show. It, they've got that robot for no that they don't explain at all. Flinks. Like clearly that would be a part of the show. Um they brought in Bonnie Langford to have like like a proper respected actress in there. Um, and now apparently they're going to hire Donna. So maybe she shows up once in a while. Who knows? But I haven't heard a lot of chatter about this unit show in a while. So I don't know if plans may have changed, but it sure seemed like they built that gigantic set with the intention of continuing to use it. Well, based off of the headquarters, it's already made and it's called the Avengers. <laughs> Right. But I, that building is literally like all the movie architects now are just like, make a building with a helipad. A lot of it's glass. identical to the Avengers Tower. <laughs> like they didn't even try. I didn't think about that until you said that. No, it was the same building. That's not the first time we've seen that building, though, right? Yes. Well, it showed up in the first episode just like in a shot of like um, London's uh, skyline. But we didn't like go in it or anything. What were they originally going to blast with that gravitational gun thing? They blasted that satellite that was up there mm. to break the link. Satellite that made it so the whole world had Wi-Fi. Uh I was very much expecting that it would obliterate anything that it shot at, like a hyperbeam type deal. And then they shot, or uh, the toy maker shot the doctor, and I was like, oh, that's a. It's a cute little laser. It's just a tiny little laser. Not just that. Like it it is supposed to be like this crazy thing. And maybe there's different levels of laserness. But uh, we've seen the doctor get shot. Like Jody got shot by a giant laser beam thingy that is supposed to kill everything. But that's just how the doctor works. But when he's shooting at the feet of the unit soldiers to make them dance, like it should be destroying the floor. <laughs> But the floor is perfectly fine. Not a scratch. Yeah, it's a cat toy. There you go. <laughs> Basically. Chase the laser, little boys. Yeah, that part was a little awkward. I was like, you have this mega cannon. And it's not really doing much. Speaking of returns, not only did we get Bonnie Langford, but we got Lachelle Carl, who plays Trinity Wells the American newscaster in, like, all of RTD's <laughs> stories. Like, if you remember, it turned left. All this bad stuff's happening. The world's falling apart. And it, um, 
Bernard Cribbins goes, don't worry, honey, America will save us. They're they're sending 75 billion pounds over. And then it just cuts to this lady who's a newscaster going, America is in crisis. <laughs> and it's like, what a, she's so good. And she's back after all these years, all these years. So that was really fun to see her again. <laughs> she's now been in 10 episodes of Doctor Who, two episodes of Torchwood and two episodes of Sarah Jane Adventures. Nice. And speaking of Michael Goff, she's in the 1989 Batman movie. Never seen it. As a news reporter? That's incredible. <laughs> Actually, as a TV as a TV technician. Oh. <laughs> Working her way up. Sam, grow up and watch the 1989 Batman. No. <laughs> I know you weren't alive. <laughs> I will not. Who was the Batman um, in 1989 Batman? Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Those are the Tim That's Burton Batman movies that I was referring to. Batman? That's 1989. Wow. Wow. It's got the Danny DeVito, right? Yeah. Nope, that's Batman Returns. Oh, no, yeah. In 1990. First one is just Joker. Yeah. I thought just that was a Tim Burton one. Oh, yeah. They're both, both of the first two are Tim Burton. Yeah. So I'm right? Tim Burton we're talking was the, about the Tim, no. We're talking about the no, Tim Burton we're talking about the 1989. Oh, so Batman you're talking about movie. a specific one, not the Tim Burton films. Alex, we said 1989 40 fucking times. Yeah, how many Don't times did you shit. say the Tim Burton ones? You said it 400, a thousand times. Like, you go to hell. Fuck off, Jake. You fuck off. You fuck well, off. Well, that's all right then. Um, they split the TARDIS in two. Shut up. Aww. She's also in 180 episodes of Bob the Builder as Muck. Jake, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> so See, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good, does it, Jake? How many episodes of Harry I'm, Potter? I this. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, I don't oh, listen yeah, to what's it. What's the other one? And um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. It was yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Were any of these actors in? Well, I only looked up this one because she's the only one I cared about. Oh, uh, well, that's a real throwback. You can't win them all. So anyway, Terry, about the new TARDIS, I was kind of sad that... No, you can't do that because that part's edited out, so you have to start oh, over. Oh, sorry. So I like how they took the hammer out of the TARDIS and having it be Sam, a toy maker. What are you talking about? It was almost... You have to start over. <laughs> She's got to I'm reset. getting to it. I'm getting to it. It was almost like a toy maker, like a toy game. And then you had like the big hammer and then the wabam. And then yeah, I wonder if that... I wonder if that's not from the first Toymaker story. It seemed like it might have been. And like, it's just like they just took it and it's been rumbling around in yeah, the TARDIS all this time. Like it just copacetic. Does that work? Does that word work? I don't even know what that word means. Same, same. But different. Why they, was it they not vibe together? Tenants TARDIS? Why couldn't they dig that out of the trash? <laughs> <laughs> uh, huge amounts of money. <laughs> Why didn't CGI. we see the split of the screwdriver? Well, Shooty's going to have a new screwdriver. Is he yeah, going to make like, his it's own? It's already splitting everything else. Like, why not That's also true. do it to the screwdriver? Because uh, he's getting a different screwdriver. It could have happened now. <laughs> well, the screwdriver is not sentient. The TARDIS and the Doctor are. That's what my reasoning is. Yeah, you only get one prize. You don't get two. Oh, Although I did love him saying, you get a prize, honey. <laughs> that was so, so sassy and so cool. 
I don't like his mustache. I think he's trying to differentiate from his previous characters. Specifically, his character in Sex Education. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, yay or nay on the mustache. I like it. Well, we all know Terry's wrong about all the things, so there we go. The yays yays have it. Sorry, the gays have it. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Um, Speaking of Terry, Terry is... Kate Stewart's uh, power suit, the coolest uh, bit of clothes in this story? Uh, no. What? Shooties is. Clearly he She's not wearing any will not change. <laughs> <laughs> Terry said what he said. Yep. New doctor a half looked... buttoned up shirt Perfect. with a tie opened. <laughs> Nothing Actually, else, all please. The stories, or all the pictures we've seen of them shooting... It seems like he changes his outfit episode to episode. Really? Based on when and where they are. Chaos Doctor. Do you think, so would he have something of similar, like how Tennant had his shoes or something just small? For like a... I think he'll have like a... Or is it the mustache? Like a default, but I I think there's a lot of... um, a, A lot of historical stories. Which would be interesting, being a black guy. Yeah. See how they deal with that. Or don't, as RTD has shown <laughs> in the past. Just walk around like you own the place. White, Easy for a white man to say. No, costumes were great, though. Just going from normal time back to Soho and all of that time period was just it was beautiful to watch the one one thing i know from some of the behind the scenes stuff is in the spice up your life scene neil patrick harris is wearing women's boots (laughs) because they couldn't find any men's boots for like a in that style that had laces and they wanted red laces to match the rest of his outfit oh so he's wearing women's boots I can think of... Which they never told him. (laughs) Oh. He should know. Also, what's the difference between women's boots and and men's boots? Well, one of them be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, same time, they easily could have just gone to, like, any kind of drag uh, store or, like, shop and find boots that way. There's drag shops? Yeah. You didn't know that, Jake? Go online. (laughs) Do some costuming in your life. (laughs) Spice up your life. Spice up your life. (laughs) Okay, where are we at? Jill, give me some stuff. I don't think I want two doctors. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I'm undecided. I was like, yeah, that was cool, even though we knew it was coming. This cool thing to have happened, whatever, is probably unexpected for some people, and it'd probably be cooler if it was unexpected. But I don't think I want to. So I don't know the future, re- like, what's going to happen. I don't know the reason for it from a future perspective. I know it was done to kind of give fans... How's a good way to put it? Like a... 
a better ending for Donna, because that's the big complaint, is what Donna's horrific ending. And so it's like, here, Rose got to her own doctor to live with until she died, and yeah. now Donna does too. Tennant can't and- leave. That's like <laughs> his like flaw. He's a 10, but he will never leave. Uh, yeah, so that's, there's no, according to RTD, there are no current plans for anything moving forward with David Tennant to come back. But it's always out there, and it gives a way to do other weird little things. Like, you could have just, like, a special with Paul McGann. Like, it, the way he's been talking about it going around is, like, in that instant, all the doctors woke up from where they regenerated, and they're all just out there. And he he keeps using the multiverse example. He's like, by doing this, like, all of the canon... like Also, he has the toy makers say, I've been messing with your history, like a puzzle, or like, uh, like mixing, it, mixing it all up. And it's like, now this can explain away all the inconsistencies in canon. And just whatever we want to do, we can just do. And there's no rules. Like, if you want to just do a story with Peter Davison being the doctor again, just do it. Who fucking cares? And if that's the goal, then yeah, cool. If Disney just wants, like, just one-off Doctor Who specials that are apart from the season, great. But why? I don't like it. I, like, a lot of my favorite doctor scenes and i don't it's like anything like you develop this character knowing if you're eventually going to lose them like no character should live forever so like this is just opening that like infinite like this character's right. forever you didn't lose them it's fine they're just existing somewhere else you're off screen like yeah to me that's not like that's not writing and that's not why you develop a character and get into a character like the yeah. final scenes are usually the best scenes yeah, if it was a one-off, like, part of the plot, like, the the way fans were kind of talking about it when this bi-generation thing leaked was, oh, Shooty's being pulled forward before the 14th Doctor's proper time to regenerate because of the Toymaker. And so now the 14th Doctor gets to go and do his healing, which Shooty's Doctor knows he's done already. And then at some point, he will properly regenerate, and then that's when Shooty's timeline will be, like, corrected. So if they were just to do that in, like, a season, then cool. There's, like, a story reason for it, and it's kind of fun to have a doctor, like, appear before his regeneration. Like, you know, we got Capaldi's eyebrows in the 50th anniversary. This is just kind of, like, an extension of that. But if it's just, like, left out there to be like, well, now just anything can happen because isn't that fun? Which is what RTD says about every story he's ever written. Like, isn't it fun if this nonsense happens? If if that's the case, then I'm kind of with you. But we'll see. See what happens. And it kind of, like, I'm glad that they gave Donna a better ending, I guess, where she knows the Doctor. But, like, Donna had a life. Like, the only people that knew that Donna's life wasn't complete were her mom and... Wilf, I guess. But, like, yeah. she had a lot of But she got her memories mouth. back now. I know, but did she need it? She was fine. Like, she had a husband and kid, and she was happy, right. and she was doing her own thing, and she lost all of her money and couldn't afford she her life. She was clearly depressed when we first meet her because she has this dread, dreading sense of loss. But that was fixed at the end of the first episode. So now she is, like, truly happy and has a wonderful life. 
that is enough. And she, like, when Tennant starts to regenerate and she steps forward and it's like, he's not going to die alone, that would have been a great ending for her. And then she could go on with her life. But, you know, sometimes you just can't. <laughs> sometimes you can't stop. David Tennant got his world tour and now he gets to do it again. <laughs> I think it takes away from Shooty, too. Like, yeah, just people have, have definitely said looming. that. Although I do like, like, I, I don't uh, disagree with you, really. But I do like that, like, every time a new Doctor shows up, we usually get, like, 10 or 20 seconds of them. It is fun to get a new Doctor and get, like, 15 minutes. And it does feel like when he showed up, he was kind of like Alpha Doctor and David Tennant was Beta Doctor. Which it should be. Like, at that moment, it's Shooty's show. Agreed. And it was going to be Shooty's TARDIS, so definitely true. Yeah. And RGD has said in the first season, we will see an episode where it is spelled out that that is definitely the same TARDIS. Like, you know, we will learn something that tells us that. What do you mean, same TARDIS? Like, it's... Like, it's the OG TARDIS. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, from being split, like, somehow anyone who goes into that one can also show up in the other one at the same time. I was just like, wow, you took a a lot of steps from that sentence. I did. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) anything could happen. (laughs) You know, RT tried, RT, RTD tried to do that the first time when he leaves the 10.5 doctor on the beach with Rose in the script, and they shot this scene, he, like, breaks off a piece of the TARDIS and gives it to them so they can grow their own TARDIS. <laughs> just just can't fucking help himself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Um, any, any last thoughts from anybody before we move on? Wealth. No. Was he supposed to be in this last episode, and then they, like, just awkwardly talked about him shooting rabbits? Uh, he was shooting moles. Moles. But yes, he was supposed to be in it. In fact, we do see the character of Wilf in the opening scene, but is played by a different person. They're hiding his face. I mean, not very well at the same time. That, <laughs> right. that other guy was way more bushier than Wilf was. More bushier. His beard was out of control, and he had... Oh, I'm s- yelling at your grammar. I know, but I'm yelling at the bad <laughs> choice of double. <laughs> Anyway, any parts? No. Was Donna's dress at the end at the at that backyard dinner banging? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that blue dress she was wearing, she was rocking it. She was kind of banging the whole episode. Kind of. Just like had that aura. I was kind of hoping Rose would be more of a character in this storyline she was shooting some stuff recently so she might we might see her again okay don't don't know if it was just like some pickups or some reshoots or some stuff with shooty but uh, i'm totally on board for a unit show with all those (laughs) over 50 women (laughs) just (laughs) crushing it and uh and what's her name the um the one under 50 woman in the episode um 
I wrote them all down. Uh, Shirley Bingham, Ruth Madley, Ruth Madley. Sorry. Um, she talking in the special features or the um the behind the scenes, talking about the ramp being put in the TARDIS. She said RTD talked to her, and was telling her a story about like getting a letter or talking to a fan. And the fan saying like, "Oh, I love Doctor Who. The TARDIS is so cool." I couldn't go on it because it's not it doesn't have a ramp, but dude, that's okay. And then, then RTD was like, oh, well, that's immediately fixed. Like, <laughs> duh. And um, so he did it just because of and there's someone on Twitter, Theories YT, that uh said it was them that RTD ran into them and said, Oh, when you told me the story like a couple years ago, that clicked in my head. So that's fun. I like that he's taking outside voices and opinions and like yeah, let's totally update this and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's super cool for a producer to do yeah. that. And, and if you hear from, like, a kid, like, oh, I've always loved Doctor Who, but I could never go on the TARDIS. You're like, well, yes, you can. We're changing that immediately. <laughs> like, who would be like, yep, sorry, kid. Better luck next time. <laughs> do we have tweets? No. Oh. Because I didn't ask for any, because I <laughs> forgot. But I did. I did hear someone point out that like, why wouldn't why wouldn't this be the one you have Rachel Talalay direct? Because she's like the spooky director. Like she directed, she directed a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Freddy like moves someone around like they're a marionette, <laughs> and there's literally like the same scene in this one. It's like, why'd they waste her on the first episode that was just like a normal Doctor Who episode? I'm sure it was schedules like, and stuff. like, what's the answer? <laughs> Don't know. You guys want to do the quiz? I've been waiting this whole time to do the quiz. <laughs> we have been doing a quiz for these three 60th anniversary specials where I am asking these nerds questions about David Tennant's time as the Doctor. And we don't know any of them. Terry has 12 points. Cody and Sam are a team. They have 10 points. Jill and Alex are a team. They also have 10 points. I have five questions here. They have a different range of difficulty. Question one. And I'll give you guys a minute to converse with each other. David Tennant's first story or first appearance in Doctor Who is in Christopher Eccleston's last story, Parting of the Ways. His last episode from his original run is The End of Time Part 2. How many days are between those two stories? Ready, set, go. His first story, Party of the Ways, aired in a date in the human real world. Okay. His last story of his original run aired in a date in the real human world. How many days... Basically, I'm asking how many days was De David Tennant the main doctor of Doctor Who? Oh, okay. All right, we're ready. We have the right answer. Definitely didn't Google it. Definitely <laughs> right on, exactly. Mm, yes. All right. Cody, Sam, what is your answer? 1,360. Uh, that's a point. Thanks. Terry? Oh, 745. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Jill and Alex. So, so you think David Tennant was the Doctor for two years, even though he did three seasons and a year of specials? Hey, they recorded real fast back-to-back. -back. 
Jill and Alex? I, I was off. I, I thought it was four seasons in a special, so we said 1825. Well. Thanks, Jake. Next question. You are the closest. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, because there was a break. Well, so his yeah. first story was, was Eccleson's last story. So there's a break. His first story was June 18th, 2005, or his first appearance. And his final one was November 1st, 2010, 1,658 days. Jill and Alex just barely hey. closer than Cody and Ugh. Sam there. Damn. Damn. But we still that get our point, though, only right? worth one. There are much more points to come. This question, there's a possibility of four points. Every season in Tenant's era has a reoccurring word or phrase or theme like Bad Wolf in Season 1 was for Eccleston. What were they? There was his first season with Rose. There was a reoccurring thing. His second season with Martha, there was another reoccurring thing. His third season with Donna, there was a reoccurring thing. And even in the year specials, there was a reoccurring thing. Okay. Cody and Sam, you're ready, so why don't you go? Elon Z. Elon Z. <laughs> Aladzi, you won't believe it. Bad Wolf. Zero points for Cody and Sam. Fuck. Tell me Aladzi was not a repeating word, Jake. I said word slash phrase slash theme. Okay, so tell me we're wrong. Shut up. You know what I meant, <laughs> Terry. Oh, well, I'm gonna feel stupid now. Aladzi. Just now. <laughs> Bad wolf. Doctor. Ooh. The one I gave is the example. <laughs> <And> fear. <laughs> I don't know. All right. It burns. Jill and Alex, time for you to take the lead. Uh, we don't have many more better ideas, but <laughs> I said for Donna season, converging. Like, that was like, hmm. everything is coming at Donna. And then the, the season of specials don't want to go. Like, running away. Uh, no. But, uh, good thoughts. So, his first season, the season with Rose, they say Torchwood in every episode. Yeah. In the oh, next season... Yeah, you should have. In the next season, there's Mr. Saxon is mentioned in almost every episode. In Donna's season, they keep mentioning planets that are missing. Pyrovilia... The Adipose planet, oh. the Lost Moon of Poosh. I never would have gotten that I also that would one. have accepted the bees disappearing, which they bring up a bunch of times. Oh. And then in the specials, it's the four knocks. Ah. Uh, uh, da da Okay, that's fine. We've got three more points available. Everyone is in it. Well, that's all right then. Oh, dear. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I have no more questions, so we're going to play a kind of mini game for these last three points. I used the Doctor Who episode randomizer, and I have three groups of five episodes. I will read those five episodes to you. You tell me which one you think has the best score or the best placement in the Doctor Who 50th anniversary poll. So the lowest number, the best episode, that's what I'm looking for. 
These are all random, so sometimes they might all be shit, and you're just trying to pick the least shit <laughs> of them. You will all get a chance to go first, second, and third. Terry, you had a question? Are you going to give like a minor description of each one so we it just refreshes? Yes. Okay. And if, if you need a little more, let me know. So, group one. Jill and Alex, you will go first. Okay. Out of these five, which is the best on the 50th anniversary poll? Gridlock, which is the one with all the cars in underground and David Tennant's jumping from one to the other. The crabs! Chomp, 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 chomp. Army of Ghosts Doomsday, that's uh, David Tennant's first season finale. The Next Doctor... That's the first of the year of specials where David Morrissey thinks he's the doctor. Voyage of the Damned. That's um, the Christmas special with Kylie Minogue. And the End of Time, part one and two. Those are David Tennant's last two stories. What a list of bangers. All right, Jill and Alex, which one? We're, we're going to go with Kylie Minogue, Christmas special. Voyage of the Damned. Cody and Sam, you are next. End of time. Thank it you for the point. Appreciate it. Yeah, one point. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence? I was also going to go end of time one and two. Well, you don't you get can't. to announce oh, You have to pick a different one. Well, the game works. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. What That's the why fuck? everyone gets a chance to go first. <laughs> well, I didn't understand your... Okay. Um, fuck. Well, that's all right, then. As long as we keep getting a kick out of Jake, I'm going to keep saying it. You'll always get a kick. The next Doctor. I actually really like that episode. Hmm. Okay. The worst of the five was Voyage of the Jet. Jill and Alice get one point. Aw. My line, to give you a point, went right over an existing line to make it look like it, it didn't exist. <laughs> Um, the next, that was number 158 on the list of 240. Number 149 was the next doctor. So Terry gets two points for Dang that. Dang it. Okay. Number 136 was gridlock. Nobody guessed it. Number 82 was the end of time. Part one and two. Cody said get four points. But the best one was army of ghosts doomsday at number 45. No idea what episode that was. I can't remember first that one First season either. finale. Or David Tennant's first season finale. Oh. Okay, next grouping. Cody and Sam will go first this time. The Unicorn and the Wasp. It's the one where the Doctor and Donna meet Agatha Christie. New Earth. That's the David Tennant's first proper story after the Christmas invasion where him and Rose go to New Earth and cure a bunch of zombies. And Terrible she wears episode. a Vundabar. That's where they were having like the orgy in the elevator. <laughs> Take it easy. Uh, <laughs> school reunion. That's the one where Sarah Jane comes back and they fight the bats in the school. Tooth and Claw. Needs no introduction. It's Alex's favorite story. <laughs> Smith and Jones. Martha's first episode with the Jadoon and the moon. The Jadoon and the moon. My body's ready. <laughs> what does your body say? What did we choose? The unicorn the and the wasp. Okay, yeah, the unicorn <laughs> and the wasp. Terry? Uh, tooth and claw. 
Ooh. Hell yeah. My man. <laughs> Jill and Alex. We're going school reunion, Bob. Okay. Number five at number 181 was New Earth. Nobody picked it. Yep. Thank you. Nobody. Everybody's smart. But the bra. Number four at 111, Smith and Jones. Nobody picked it. Wow. <laughs> Killed oh. it. At number 102 for three points, Unicorn and the Wasp. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Number two for four points, at number 89, Tooth and Claw. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Number one, at number 36, School Reunion for five big points. That was a Jill call out. She's like the Sarah Jane one. Easy. Duh. All fans (laughs) love Sarah Jane. All right, we're going into the last one. Jill and Alex have 17 points. Cody and Sam have 17 points. Terry has 18 points. Dear God. It all comes down to this, and Terry gets to go first. The grouping is as such. The doctor's daughter. The one where the doctor has a daughter. (laughs) That he ended up marrying, IRL. Yes. The Lazarus experiment. The one from Martha's season where an old guy turns himself young and then turns into a giant scorpion king. Yes. The Waters of Mars, the second of the year of specials, where he goes to Mars and saves everybody and then Captain Adelaide shoots herself. Yes. The Shakespeare Code, the one with Shakespeare and the witches in Martha's season. We referenced it earlier when we talked about RTD dismissing black people being in the past. Fires of Pompeii. The one with Donna, where they go to Pompeii, and it's Volcano Day. The one where Donna cries. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. <laughs> it is the one that has both Karen Gillan and Peter Capaldi in it. Answer whenever you're ready, Terry. It's hard because I have my favorites in here, but I know there's like, oh, that's not it. You don't know. Which one's your favorite? I mean, my favorite to watch is Waters of Mars. That one, I truly enjoyed the story. But my problem is I haven't seen Fires of Pompeii. So I don't. But I know you guys talk about that one a lot as being really good. So I kind of just want to steal that. Just as a guess. All right, Terry. What you got? Waters of Mars. I'll go with that. Jill and Alex, you are next. We went Fires of Pompeii only because Waters of Mars was our first one. Okay. <laughs> Cody and Sam? We went The Doctor's Daughter only because Water of Mars and Fires of Pompeii were our first and second. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes down to the structure of the game. And everyone knows Lazarus' experiment is trash. Oh, so bad. Number five at number 200 was Lazarus' experiment. Yeah, we know. <laughs> at number 180... Worth two points. The doctor's daughter. <gasps> Sorry, Cody and Sam. Yeah, what do? Structure of the game, gotcha. At number 107, nobody chose the Shakespeare Code. Oh, shit. It comes down to it. Oh, God. We could end it in I think, I think we lost, but it comes down to it. At number 71, worth four points, the fires of Pompeii. <gasps> was the structure of the game number 43 waters of mars get fucked by the rule book bud terry ends up with 23 to jill and alex's 21 to cody and sam's 19 
what have we learned? Terry should be on everyone's team. I know yeah. my shit. <laughs> nah. It's fine. The structure of the game ruins it for everyone. Thank, thanks, Jill. I think Jill made a good point in the first week that you should get negative. Like, in the ones where I'm like, hey, yes. name everyone the doctor kiss. 100%. You should have got negative points for just spamming yes. answers. <laughs> I said that. I, maybe Jill said oh, it too. But 100%. Yeah. Next time we do this, that will be the case. Terry. I am trying to cover my bases. <laughs> and it paid off. Uh, all right. Anyone got any very pressing things they need to say before we end these shenanigans? Oh, hey. Terry, who's your MVP? Ooh, I'm gonna say... Donna. Donna was super fun to watch. Donna or Catherine Tate? Catherine Tate, sorry. Cody? Thinking... No, Patrick Harris. Yeah, duh. Sam. <laughs> Sam, you're agreeing? Yeah. Spice Girls. Yeah, I mean, we said it earlier. He literally had to do everything. <laughs> Jill? I also thought Donna was amazing, but Neil Patrick Harris is going to win every single time and everything he's in, so Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Alex? N-P-H. <laughs> yeah, I can't even really think of a runner-up other than I do want to shout out Shooty. We didn't yeah. talk about him a ton, but like he was awesome. Yeah. And I'm so excited for his time. He was just vibrant and exciting. And like David Tennant is obviously like the doctor that everybody loves. He's old and falling apart. <laughs> He's old and he just looks sad. And Shooty just looks so sunny and beautiful and it's just it's, it's very he knows exciting how to do makeup he's got that uh what's it called i don't do makeup Training? bronzer yeah he's got that bronzer oh, I thought you were gonna say face <laughs> he does have a face he does yes as opposed to tenant who does not have a face even jody's doctor was just kind of like a bummer a lot of the time yeah and it it'll be exciting to have a doctor that's just like joyful and like over all the trauma uh so that's what I look forward to. So a little little shout out to Shooty, but NPH stole the show. Alex, do the song. Uh, this has been Married to Who, our episode on The Giggle. On behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, Producer Terry, thank you so much for listening. We will be back for the Christmas special, whatever that is called. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,